Welcome back to Thick and Thin. My name is Katie Bilotti and almost every week, sometimes every other week depending on my busy schedule, I sit down and I chat with you guys about life, love, New York City, and everything in between. And tonight's episode is no exception. Tonight I'm actually going to be talking about aging and why we are perpetually afraid of getting older, running out of time, you know, the race against time. That's kind of the trend of tonight's episode. And I'm going to be talking about everything, you know, incorporated into that because, you know, even as young people, we are still so afraid of eventually running out of time, so to speak, and thinking that, you know, this is the best part of our lives, you know, the youngest we'll ever be. So, you know, why does it feel like we're not in the place that we want to be or you know why do we feel this constant pressure to accomplish certain things at a certain age and you know who defines at what age you need to do things and I'll also be talking about college and whether or not I think it was truly the best four years whether I think it should be the best four years of your life and things like that but we got a lot to talk about tonight so let's just get into it Um, before I get started I actually do want to introduce tonight's sponsor which is HelloFresh cue my new sponsor music it's very snazzy as you guys know if you're a loyal podcast listener and YouTube video watcher of mine I do personally use HelloFresh fresh i do their weekly subscription which is super easy considering i have very very minimal free time uh you know aside from recording the podcast filming the videos doing work nine to five you know there's a lot of living that i do and not a lot of grocery shopping so HelloFresh makes it super easy if you haven't heard of HelloFresh before basically it is a subscription service where you can sign up to have ingredients and recipes you know fully built out sent right to your front door no crazy you know grocery shopping and meal prepping involved everything comes right to your door and each recipe takes about 30 minutes or less i made fajitas last week and it took 20 minutes tops super super quick um there's three different plans you can choose from classic veggie and family so a bunch of options not to mention the recipes are now from 6.99 per serving which is very very cost efficient if i do say so myself and per usual i do have a deal for you guys for 80 dollars off of your first month of hellofresh go to hellofresh.com slash kdb that's k-a-t-y B as in boy 80 and enter KDB80, the same code, for $80 off of your first month of HelloFresh. Join me in getting out of that recipe rut and happy cooking. Okay, guys, so it wouldn't be a thick and thin podcast if I didn't start out with some brutal honesty. (laughs) So, honestly, I was not going to record this podcast episode, you know, pertaining to aging because, I mean, not only is it something that I'm afraid of, but also I just felt like it wasn't a very, like, sexy topic, you know, meaning that it wasn't very exciting. It was like, ah, aging. Like, why do I need to, you know, remind people of the fact that we're getting older every, you know, growing minute? But then I realized, and you know, after seeing a lot of you guys asking me, you know, to talk about it and seeing that a lot of you guys are interested in the topic, you know, that was one thing. But also, so many little things in my life, you know, in the past two weeks of me pondering over this topic have just kind of bugged me and reminded me to the extent that I I realized that I needed to talk about this because it's something, you know, it's one of those things where like the thing that I don't want to talk about just like comes at me in like little ways throughout my week and I'm like okay fine fine universe I will talk about this so last week I was at a training for my company so L'Oreal is great because we're constantly doing trainings and they're not like really boring trainings they're basically you know a series of little I guess kind of like 
like seminars and things like that where you you hear from older more established people in the company and they essentially tell you how they got to where they are and it's actually really inspiring because especially at this young age I just I am thinking so much about the present and about how you know clueless I am all the time and not about you know how I could essentially essentially eventually I always swap those words for whatever reason you might notice um I might eventually be like you know a really you know, huge part of the company, a very, you know, established person. And I'm not there yet, obviously, but who knows, you know, who's to say in the next, I don't know, 20 years, who, you know, who knows. But yeah, so these things are really interesting. I'm always very into them and I take like crazy notes because I'm like a crazy note taker. Like I'm the type of person that watches a documentary and takes notes because I'm crazy. And I guess I uh, didn't, I'm I'm still kind of in the college, college age, uh, college mindset where I have to like write things down or else I'll forget them but there was a seminar last week and in the first the very first presentation of the day the presenter talked about you know aging and about you know how it shouldn't be something that we should be afraid of and I was like well speak for yourself honey because I'm afraid (laughs) and I think you know my key fears here guys is not like maybe getting old and like you know being gray and like you know whatever it's a lot of things. The lack of mobility, you know, I want to be able to walk 20 blocks to work every day like I do and not feel like my body is literally rebelling against me. And, you know, not to mention the the various illnesses I could get and like also just, you know, the idea of, of looking different and having to, I don't know. I mean, but you know, the biggest, the glaring, huge fear that I have with aging is running out of time. You know, it's the race against time in my mind. And that's what's that's what freaks me out. And so the presenter actually talked about, you know, various things. But also she mentioned Iris Atfell, who I I've known about for a long time, because back when I was on the fashion magazine in college, I did the fashion magazine freshman year, sophomore year, a little bit junior year. And then I you know chose other priorities in my life, but I was still kind of a part of it. Um, but freshman and sophomore year, I was really, really involved. And we did this really big Iris Atfill shoot. And if you guys don't know who she is, definitely look her up. You know, I'm, I'm very big in, big in looking into people in history and such. She's still going strong at age 97 now. Um, she grew up in Queens. You know, she's one of these like accidental fashion icons, that's what people call her. And she basically is known for her crazy accessories, her very out there style, um, things like that. And essentially, the presenter from this thing last week talked about her and her life. And I was like, wait a second, like, I want to know more. Like, for whatever reason, I've only known about her fashion, but not her life. And so naturally, I did some digging. I watched the Iris Atfell documentary um, earlier before recording this, just to kind of, you know, layer on even more knowledge into my my quest to understand aging. Um, you know, this this girl, this woman, rather, has a Barbie doll you know, that's literally in her image. So she must be cool. There must be something about her that I could crack. So I watched the documentary and I wrote down a couple of things that I thought were crazy that she said, because I was like, what? Because I have these like preconceived notions about aging. And she said, um, I never think about my age. Maybe that's the ticket. It's a passing thought. So she doesn't really give much thought to her age. That's one thing. I can't say I agree with that, but you know, that's something that she does. And she said, you may not like getting older, but what's the alternative? And that, my friends, is what got me. What's the alternative? Because honestly speaking, you're going to age unless for whatever reason, sadly, you know, hopefully not with your own will involved, you die young. 
which I don't think anyone should strive for. I know there was things back in the day where it was like, oh, I want to die young, so I'm beautiful forever, and I'm, you know, preserved in the memory of being beautiful. But honestly speaking, you know, for the majority of us, that's not our goal. You know, our goal is to live a very, very hopefully long, hopefully accomplished, you know, life where we have all these things that we've accomplished on a timeline and it goes kind of like that, you know, we we graduate college, we meet our significant other, we get married by a certain age, have kids by a certain age because our eggs will dry up otherwise and, you know, all of that is wrapped up into this huge fear that we have with aging and with running out of time. And so I was really interested in the documentary. Definitely check it out. Like she's such a sassy, spunky woman, even at age 90, 90 plus. I think she was around 90, just, yeah, 90 years old um, at the time of the documentary. Now she's 97. But, you know, her spirit really, you know, took me for a loop because I was like, how on earth can you be this positive when you are old, for lack of a better way to put it? And, you know, I, I don't, really fear about being like you know a cute grandma like I want to be a cute grandma like rocking on my rocking chair on the front steps with my husband you know watching the kids run around and thinking oh I remember those days like I do want that for myself but like not anytime soon guys because I got a lot to accomplish in the next however many years I have so you know that was kind of what propelled me into this whole you know uh, you know mission to figure out aging and why we're so afraid And so I did some digging and I found out that in Japan, so on the other side of the world, I've actually never been to Japan. Um, You know, I really want to go someday. I touched down in Tokyo very briefly on my my trip to um, Hong Kong, Vietnam, and Taiwan. We had like a layover, (laughs) funniest layover ever because we were like just in the Tokyo airport and we couldn't leave. And like the Tokyo airport is crazy, okay? There's like so many cool stores. Anyway, but Japan. So picture Japan. And in Japan, I read this thing. I don't really know, you know, how much truth this has, but it's still like really, you know, made me think about stuff. So older people, you know, elderly in Japan who have like accomplished things and who are like, you know, these older, like wise people are considered, you know, in their language, living national treasures. That's how they call them. And I thought that was crazy because... You know, I, I, I would say that there are people that we look up to that are older in this day and age, but I don't think that most elderly people in this day and age we would call living national treasures. You know, I think we think of people, you know, in their older age as, you know, the people that are sitting in their rocking chairs at the, the old folks' home, you know, being spoon-fed their food and, you know, having to take medicine all the time. And I just think about the notebook and stuff like that. And as, you know, it's it's annoying that I think about it like that because I want to be those people, one of those people that's like, oh my God, old people are so full of history and beautiful and exciting and interesting. But at the end of the day, that's that's what I picture. And, you know, maybe it's just because of my grandparents and stuff, but you know, that's what I think about. And I just think about the prospect of myself being in that state. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm scared (laughs) because I I hate the idea. I think it just all goes back to my fear of not being independent. Like I am very obsessed with the concept of being independent. And I just think that when you're older, your independence is kind of ripped from you and that scares me. But I do want to kind of relate this. So, you know, as I mentioned, a lot of things recently have been making me think about age. And one of the big things is at work, we are actually currently, you know, everyone in the beauty industry is obsessed with like Gen Z right now, which is, I think actually I'm kind of considered Gen Z. I'm 95. So I'm like right in between Gen Z and millennial considered. Um, And a lot of beauty brands, you know, like Glossier and like the really trendy indie brands, like 
Fenty maybe. Fenty's kind of like all over the place with age, but you know, there's certain brands that are really targeting ColourPop, for example, really targeting the younger consumer. And we were thinking about it and we're like, okay, a lot of, you know, brands are targeting the younger consumer, but what about the older consumer? Like we can't forget about them. There's not a lot of beauty products in the industry that is catering to them. You know, all this got me thinking. We we did a couple of um, like forums with older people, um, you know, to, to discuss age and what it means to them. And we filmed some videos even that I was, you know, part of um, where we interviewed people, you know, 50 plus, which isn't even that old, to be honest. Like 50 is not old. That's like my parents' age. I don't consider that like really old. That's middle-aged technically in my mind, you know, but just interviewing people you know, that have, that have done a lot of living and, you know, what does their life look like now? What are they excited about? You know, are they excited about things? And I was shocked to learn that people of this age are just as, if not more interested in makeup in interested in, you know, expressing themselves than people my age. You know, I think a lot of people my age, you know, the ones that aren't exper- experimenting with like Glossier and like cool makeup and different skincare regimens and whatnot, you know, are, are kind of, you know, embracing a minimalist look. Whereas like these women, women came in for us to shoot a video with them, you know, the older, you know, 60, 65, the ages were ranging and they were wearing like cool earrings and like hot pink lipstick and like talking about how excited they were about new makeup products. And like, I was just floored talking to these women. And I even had the audacity to be like, so, you know, you're this age, are you happy? Like, are you comfortable with your age? And I was shocked to learn that, you know, I mean, it was just shocking to me because I've never thought about it like this. And, you know, I think my biggest mantra for life is just to be increasingly curious all the time and just really look into things before you, you know, do your homework in a sense, before you decide that this is how people are. I could say, I, you know, confidently that I couldn't be more wrong about my philosophy of older people being like miserable slash, not maybe miserable is the wrong word, but like just feeling like, you know, I always pictured older people thinking like, oh, you know, I wish that I was 20 again or like, oh, you know, I have all these regrets from my youth, you know, things I didn't do that I wish I did. And I picture myself even, you know, in their shoes thinking, oh, like, you know, I don't want to be... 60 years old looking back wishing that I had started a family sooner wishing that I had you know done this and this and not this and like wishing that I had a chance to be that young again and anyway talking to these women was so eye-opening because a lot of them were saying they're like I have never been more you know at ease with my life comfortable with my life happy in my life than I am now and I was shocked by that (laughs) I mean, like I just said, I could not have been more wrong with my, you know, pre- preconceived notions of how, you know, older people view themselves. I think, you know, that was the biggest shock to me. You know, who knew just talking to these people would <laughs> like, you know, give me some truth where I just had, you know, previously just assumed things. You know, that's the biggest thing I could ever tell you guys is just to actually talk to people before you assume that you know their lives because you truly do not. Like in every age, you truly do not. And, you know, the the big thing that they kept saying is that they feel you know, satisfied. That was a big word they kept saying, you know, I feel satisfied with my life. And, you know, I think a lot of times we think that satisfaction or satisfied, the word satisfied is kind of like, ah, you know, I'm satisfied. I'm not thrilled, but I'm satisfied. But I think the meaning of that word is kind of taken out of context sometimes and just kind of thrown all over the place. Like, I think, you know, looking back and being satisfied with your life, like I want that, you know? So it's all just, you know, a matter of circumstance and, you know, who you're talking to. So, that was interesting. Also, a lot of them were saying that they were really proud 
of where they've come and how they've gotten here. And, you know, I think that's something that we need to remember when we're freaking out about our life and about how much living we have to do and about how many things we have to accomplish before we get to that age. Because, you know, it's, it's something that's, it's, I mean, I hate to use this word. Aging is inevitable. Can I even say the word? (laughs) Inevitable. Okay. And I think that's the word that freaks us out so much. It's like, you know, time is is passing. The hourglass, you know, the tilted hourglass with all the sand. The sand is going through the hourglass. We cannot, you know, stop. What's that song? It's like, it's glued to the table. Wait, 2 a.m.? What's that song? You know what I'm talking about? It's like, 2 a.m. and I'm still awake, right? You know that song? I'm going to stop singing. But um, what is it? Hourglass is glued to the table. Okay, that's, you know what I'm talking about. You know the song. Um, But I think we have to stop thinking about it like that and think of something, think of it in a way, you know, as Iris said, that it's, you know, what is the alternative? There is no alternative. So you might as well just do the most with what you got. And I think that's important, but obviously it's something that's, you know, a pretty phrase and it's hard to fully live that without the occasional, you know, freak out over age. And I think, you know, I, I find this funny because... You know, I, for a long time, considered myself, still kind of do, you know, my, my family, people I know call me an old soul. And I think, you know, being an old soul is such a cool idea, you know, and it's a compliment because, yeah, I have an old soul, but I have a young body and I have a wrinkle-free face. And so that's, you know, the the beauty in being an old soul. But truly, I don't think, I don't, I think that, you know, you know, the word old is something that, you know, it just takes a different meaning depending on who you think about. Sorry, my, like, I'm having a little bit of, like, a voice issue today. Like, I guess I was screaming over the weekend and, like, you know, the voice is gone. But, you know, I think uh, it's something that we need to shatter, you know, a stereotype that we need to shatter, old. You know, I think the, the biggest issue, as I've mentioned a couple of times, is the concept of thinking that we don't have that much time. You know, when we're old, we run out of time and we have so much time right now, so much to the, to the point where we get freaked out over the amount of time we have and so much to do, so much time, but also like it's very, you know, it's, it's not concrete, it's not, you know, laid out in a blueprint how we're going to accomplish all these things and when. You know, I was talking to a friend today um, on my walk home. You know, I'm going on a date tomorrow night. I'm a little nervous. I'm always a little nervous. Like, I love dating, but I'm always just, like, you know, thinking about all the what ifs. And if, it, you know, I've been on so many dates in New York and it's just like none of them have really gone anywhere. Honestly, you know, personally, it was my fault because I just, I'm the type of person where I'm like, if I don't feel a spark, like it's just not happening for me and I'm just not going to waste my time anymore, which is probably a bad idea or bad mentality to have. But I'm just very much like, you know, I'm going on this date tomorrow night and yes, I'm like, it's going to be fun. We're getting top us, you know, but like, am I going to waste my time another night with another guy? Like, you know, can I just get the spark notes version of what's going to happen and decide if I want to do it? Like I want to like jump into the, into the, you know, the, the future to see if it was worth it. So I don't have to waste my time. And you know, if it was a bad date, then I can just stay home and watch TV instead and not go, you know, and I think that's something that we're afraid of, you know, wasting our time. And, you know, I think obviously age is just a number. You've heard that a million times, but I also think that, you know, everything that we've heard about like, you know, when we're supposed to 
you know, find our significant other, how long we're supposed to date that person, when we're supposed to get our dream job, when we're supposed to get promoted, when we're supposed to, etc., etc., etc. It's all a suggestion, okay? And and honestly, it's not even a suggestion. These people aren't necessarily suggesting. They're just doing things and we're watching them and thinking, oh, maybe I should do that too. You know, (laughs) it's just, it's absurd, but it's something that we do. And I think the big mistake that we make as humans in this world is assuming that things need to be exactly the way that they were for other people for us. And we're comparing ourselves always. That's no, no, you know, no new concept. It's something that we always do and that I've, you know, discussed heavily on the podcast. But, you know, I was actually thinking about this recently because obviously I just, you know, I graduated college last May. It's already been almost a year, which is crazy how you know fast time goes another reason why I'm terrified of time and aging and such but you know and I was talking to someone the other day about you know college being the the best four years of your life you know is that true does that hold a lot of truth and I actually I asked on Instagram for you guys to give me your thoughts on aging and such and someone actually asked me Katie you know is college supposed to be and was it for you and is it actually you know the best four years of your life and I was thinking about that And obviously, it's no secret that I loved my university. Elon was amazing. It gave me everything that I needed and more, you know, honestly. And a lot of people hear that and they think, oh, it gave you a sorority and your best friends and a good major where you figured out what you wanted to do with your life. And they think about all those things, maybe they assume, but they don't. I mean, maybe they know if if they've watched a lot of my videos and listened to my podcast, but they don't know that when I say that, you know, Elon gave me so much. It also gave me a lot of things I wasn't asking for, I wasn't bargaining for, that I needed to experience, you know? There was a lot of things, guys, and I, I've talked about some, you know, some really embarrassing moments, you know, some really hard-hitting truths that I learned, some nights spent literally sitting on my bathroom floor with my friends, you know, out partying, me feeling extremely sorry for myself, crying over stupid things, you know, and I, I don't chalk up any of those moments as wasted time I you know in the moment I did I was like oh I could be at the party right now I'm wasting my night you know but but looking back even just you know however many years later like a couple years later honestly from those really painful moments I look back at those things and I'm like you know what yeah that sucked maybe I was wasting my Friday night but I'm happy it happened because now that I had that one crying freak out attack over something you know this thing now I won't have, not, you know, now I'll have one less of those in my life because I've had that one and that one taught me a lot. And I think the big thing that we need to remember is it's not wasted time if you learned something. You know, if, if it's something that really shattered you to the point of learning, even if it doesn't seem like it at the time, even if it seems like a huge step backwards, it was actually a step forwards. I think the big problem that we have is, you know, there's this big, what's it called? Like it's, it's, um, uh, It's an illusion, okay? That's the best way I can describe it. You know, we think that these things are one thing, but truly they are another. And it doesn't, you know, happen right away. Honestly, it's a couple years later that we learn that. And, you know, when people ask me, college, you know, was it the best four years of your life? I don't know if it was the best. You know, I I really don't know if it was the best. I don't know if it ever could have been the best because, you know, I was at such an impressionable age of my life, still am, you know, I'm not really that far out, where I think, you know, maybe it wasn't the best, but it was the most enlightening. It was the time that I learned the most about myself in such a con- condensed amount of time. Four years is a lot less time. You know, considering how much I learned, it's like a lot happened in four years, okay? You know, 
I, I actually had like a bunch of blog posts that I posted while I was in college and I was looking back and reading those. I always look back and read them. I don't, you know, post written blogs anymore because I just don't have time. And this is honestly a much more time efficient uh, way for me to, you know, unpack my thoughts with you guys and just like word vomit without having to be grammatically correct and use commas and such because like, I, I really freak out about my comma, comma usage. But you know, I wrote this one whole post about how, which is so funny that I did this now looking back. Like, it's really ridiculous that I did this. But, you know, I was at a party one night, you know, making out with a guy. I've talked about this a couple of times, I think, on the podcast. So you might be like, Katie, shut up about this. But I keep learning things about the past, okay? Like, you know, things I didn't think about before. Um, and I was like, making out with this guy against a wall at a frat house. And the whole time that we were making out, like, I don't know what he was thinking about. I actually probably know what he was thinking about, but I was thinking about, you know, all the things I need to do, you know, the fact that I needed to really had to pee, my shoes were too small, like all these things I was thinking about. And I was like, oh, okay, is this over yet? Like, I'm like, oh, okay, can he, he be done yet? Like, I'm ready to like go do this. But I was also in the back of my mind thinking, oh, maybe this will be my next boyfriend. Maybe I'll finally have a boyfriend in college. Like maybe I can check that box. And the crazy, crazy part about this, besides the fact that I wrote this literally the morning after a party like why did I think that I could just post that and people wouldn't figure out who it was about like I'm crazy but also (laughs) but also I was you know considering how crazy this was considering that I I was like you know what blah blah I don't like really like this I'm kind of you know over it but also maybe I can date this guy so then I can at least check one other box like was I what was I smoking I'm just kidding I don't smoke but like crazy that I was like so obsessed with checking a box that I wasn't even thinking about the fact that maybe I wasn't even enjoying making out with this guy. Okay. I think we're so obsessed with forcing things in our lives. I mean, that's no secret. I have a whole episode on forcing it and faking it, which probably was when I discussed this initially. But, you know, I think that we have this tendency of thinking, especially in our college years, that we need to force these four years to be the best they can be. And I think, honestly, there were so many tears shed by my friends, by even me, senior year because I was just we were just so sad for it to be over because we felt like we didn't accomplish all we wanted to in college and that is the kicker guys you know people say it's the best four years and I think a lot of us maybe didn't maybe we did in some bursts but a lot of the the negative bursts kind of made us feel like they weren't the best and we just were you know grasping senior year to every little thing we could because we were like but wait it's supposed to be the best four years you know, and I I think there's so much pressure for us to live elements of our lives in the way that other people have. And we forget that, first of all, times are changing, guys. Times are changing. You know, not only is medicine advancing, we're living longer, you know, statistically, but also, you know, the norms are changing. You know, I feel like even in, especially in New York, people are getting married later. Okay, I mean, maybe it's not the same everywhere. People are also getting married earlier, I've noticed on Instagram. (laughs) But, you know, times are changing to the extent where like a lot of things are okay that weren't okay a long time ago. And we have to remember that, you know, the, the, the blueprints that we thought were so perfect and so, you know, what we wanted to live our lives like. The, the blueprints are changing. The blueprints are on fire. They don't exist anymore. Okay, you know, there are no blueprints that exist anymore there's just blank space. There's just blank pages where we get to decide what we want to do. And, you know, Iris said, what's the alternative? There is no alternative to aging. We might as well just live the rest of our lives doing what we feel is right in our gut. Okay, I think that it's it's wrong for us to feel like we have to force things in our lives just because we feel if we don't, we won't accomplish all we want to accomplish at the right age. 
and I think, you know, post-grad, I feel this because, you know, in the job world, you know, I'm talking to a lot of graduating seniors about like the stress of finding a job, you know, the stress of finding the right job, because it's no secret that when you graduate, a lot of times you start in a job that you don't love, you know, and, and it's sad. And maybe, you know, love, love is the word we need to focus on here because, you know, you might like the field that you're in. You might have chosen the right field for yourself, but you might not love what you're doing right now because a lot of times you start out in like the lowest of the totem pole. You're doing a lot of little busy work things here and there that you're not thrilled about. Like, let's be real. Welcome to the club. I love my, love my job, but I, I'm very, you know, focused on moving up and focused on getting different responsibilities where I don't feel like an intern <laughs> like all the time. But, you know, I think that, that that's where we're messing up is just thinking that we got to nail it on the first try. We got to, you know, in, I'm picturing gymnastics. What's that thing where you like stick it? I I love that movie. What's that movie called? Stick it? Is it called stick it? Oh my God, it's called stick it. I remember watching it. I had a bunch of friends in high school that did gymnastics and like, I always just went to the meets and hung out, but I didn't do it. Um, actually way back when my mom, who's listening to this, remember back when I was forced mom to do gymnastics (laughs) and I like, decided I was sick like the first day and I never went back (laughs) so (laughs) I had other strengths okay I liked lacrosse that was my sport but you know you're not gonna stick it you know stick the landing on the first go around of the the thing that you do in gymnastics whatever that thing's called you know the the thing where you swing your legs around you're like boom stick it you know you're not gonna stick it and I think that we're afraid of not sticking the landing in every phase of life you know we we hear people that are going to like marriage counselors or whatever you know divorce no marriage counselors let's start there first um and we're like oh their marriage must be doomed like no it's not always doomed when you go to a marriage counselor you know it's it's something where or couples counselor whatever you call it it's something where sometimes you you got to put in a little more work than you think you will to get to the place you want to be and I think oftentimes you know we've somehow decided in our being that you know, these, these trying times, the times where we're, we're really, you know, trying to get to this place and we are working to get to this place. We chalk that up as wasted time when really we have to look, and oftentimes it doesn't come to us until later. And we realize, you know, these wasted quote unquote wasted times are actually, you know, we're learning things. We're learning lessons. We're actually, you know, culturing ourselves and crafting ourselves into the person that's going to be able to handle these huge life moments. And we got to stop, you know, imagining all of these little, you know, roadblocks in our lives that are considered wasted time. They're not, okay? And I think that's the first mistake that we, well, I've, I've noted some other mistakes, but like, I think that's one of the mistakes that we make so often, a lot of times we, we do this without even thinking. We, you know, we consider, I sometimes even feel guilty, guys. Like, even on a small scale, I feel guilty sometimes sleeping in on a Sunday, like, and doing kind of nothing but, you know, order Postmates and eat it in bed and, like, just chill. Like, I, I've talked about this before. It's like, you got to do those things. You got to take that time for yourself to become, you know, to remind yourself who you are. You got to, you know, take the time until you're you again situation, how I discussed last week or whenever that podcast went up, it was like two weeks ago, to be honest. But, you know, we, we got to take that time because, you know, it, it's, 
essentially, you know, we are accomplishing things in those times that we feel like we're not. You know, all the times that I've, I've had rough moments in college, you know, the, the times I've mentioned where I literally will sit on my bathroom floor and cry. Like it, it was a couple of times, you know, I've gotten, I got pretty good at, you know, when I was sad about something, going in the shower and, you know, crying it out and having none of my roommates know. And it wasn't that I was depressed, you know, it was just, it was just a rough time and I wanted to be alone and I lived in a house full of people and it you know I think I can speak for all of us when I say that we we've all had these moments and we we don't we don't you know broadcast it and make it be known but you know that's something we need to remember and we also have to remember you know in the the concept of aging you know kind of wrapping or bringing this back to where we started because I have a tendency of just veering off course and talking about random stuff but you know in the concept of aging like the whole timeline of our lives if we picture our lives is like this one huge timeline of things that happen you know we can't think about any of the moments even the ones that aren't you know the biggest like wow this was a a milestone like this was a stepping stone like we can't picture all of those things like the things in between as being wasted time you know I remember my my okay I don't know how I remember this guys but I I guess I have an impeccable memory because my elementary school graduation okay so this is fifth grade and actually to be honest I think I was the most confident in elementary school because I didn't have any idea what was coming first of all and I was like actually pretty popular not gonna lie in my elementary school you know I remember being chosen I was chosen as a um a member of this like this play we did um and I wore I remember what I wore I wore these huge like chunky black boots with a skirt like this was like back when this was I mean maybe now it's, it's actually coming back to be honest I've worn this before recently but like I was like in fifth grade wearing these chunky knee-high boots you know, and all my like, you know, co-, co oh my god, I almost just called them co-workers. All of my colleagues, all of my other fellow students were wearing like sneakers and like I like this was my like debut. I was like, this is the play. I'm wearing the, I'm wearing my chunky boots. And um my friend's older brother, who I thought was so cute at the time, was like, ah, Katie and her boots. And I was like, Yep, that's me, the girl in the boots. But that was just like a little side note. I was popular in elementary school. That's what I wanted to convey there. But I remember my graduation of elementary school, if you could even call it a graduation, graduation of elementary school, the principal of my elementary school, um, there was actually like kind of a scandal in my elementary school and the principal like got like fired and then like the new principal started. We had this like new stand-in principal who we all hated and I was just so bitter because I liked the other, pre- other principal better and he gets up there and he's like, so like I'm giving this monumental speech, basically to giving the speech to the parents because he only wanted to impress the parents. He didn't care about us. But he did say something that was very interesting, which I'm going to get to obviously after however many minutes of describing this. But he said, he was like, you're going to go through these milestones in life. And this like larger man was like jumping across the stage. He was like one milestone, one step. He called them stepping stones. And he was like actually literally leaping from quote unquote stepping stone to the next. And he was like, all these stepping stones in life and you're and this is one of them you know one of the stepping stones that's going to get you to the next stepping stone of graduating high or middle school and then high school and I remember first of all that being so cheesy everyone loved it of course but I remember that visual of this like large man jumping across the stage and that's how I visualize like all of my stepping stones in life you know all of them the milestones and you know he was noting like graduation getting a job like as these big stepping stones and I think that's that's a flaw because we don't 
realize that some of the stepping stones in life are going to be the moments that you would never think would be a stepping stone, okay? It's going to be the moment where on, when you're on the floor of your bathroom crying. It's going to be the moment where you are breaking up with your boyfriend that you that you really you know love as a person but you don't feel like it's right it's you know it's when you quit your your job because you don't think it's it's right for you you know it's not right for you and it's it sucks you know a lot of those stepping stones are moments that suck okay and I know we're not really talking about aging here I guess we kind of are but like when you are going through this life that we live there are going to be moments that we don't you know we think that there are steps backwards we think we are wasting our time and then you know even after a relationship has ended you know I can think about this this way it's like you think about you know the the years you spent with this person the months the days whatever and you think of all of that sometimes as a waste of time you know time that you could have spent with someone else that knows you better time you could have spent with your current husband you know like why didn't I use that time better and I think that that's the biggest misconception we have about you know, older people, you know, they look back and they, they don't consider any of these things wasted time. Like, you know, after speaking with the women, you know, at my job, these things, you know, these women don't, don't chalk up those moments as wasted time. They don't, they are proud of everything that they did and went through, you know, even the moments where they, they might not have felt so proud in the moment, you know, those are things that we, that we experience, that we live, that get us to where we want to be, you know, sitting high, you know, as older people thinking, wow, I did that. Currently, my current struggle, I'm about to move apartments. I don't know if I've like really discussed this on the internet. I'm obviously going to do a whole video on it, like take you guys with me on my apartment hunt and such. But like my current apartment, I know it look, looks so Instagrammable and it's beautiful and I love this place. Like it's definitely my first place, you know, but I've had two mice. I've had a cockroach. You know, there's a lot of noises. There's a lot of issues with the apartment. It's kind of dark sometimes. Like I always, you know, I'm just sitting in my bed thinking, oh, like I wish I would have chosen a different place. Like I, you know, wish I would have done this and this and this. And I think about it. I mean, this is a very superficial example, but like, like I said, every moment it is a stepping stone. And, you know, when I look at my next place, I'm going to sit in that, that new place and think, wow, I'm really glad that I had that other place to teach me all the things I didn't want in an apartment. Like, not to mention, I mean, I, I don't want to be like first world problems here because this is a real first world problem. Like, I'm lucky enough to be able to, first of all, afford to live on my own. Second of all, afford to live in New York. You know, so many things I'm thankful for. But, you know, my sink is so small when I wash my face. My The water goes all over my feet and like, I don't have a, a bathtub and my, my honestly, my my bathroom you could touch both walls like the one in my shower like to the, the the wall behind the toilet with my full wingspan like it is small and you know I, I think about the apartment analogy or metaphor it's like you know I'm not gonna sit in my new place and think wow I wish I'd never lived in that old place like if I do it'll it'll be because like wow I found this new place because I learned what I didn't want out of the old place you know every experience even if they're not glamorous even if they're ugly even if it's a real trying time you have to like claw your way through to get through you know those are moments that are going to eventually get you somewhere so much sweeter every failed relationship every failed friendship you know like I said in college like you know the four years I learned a lot like I had some really horrible friendships that I look back and I'm like darn I could have been friends with my current friends you know how on earth you know did I not find them sooner you know why did I settle with this one friendship that really wasn't fulfilling and I really didn't like I talked about this in another episode but you know you gotta look at it not like it was wasted time 
And I, I think that's the big, you know, kicker of this episode is you, you can't view these moments as wasted time because sure enough, the older people in, in this life, you know, the, the, the treasured folk do not visualize, you know, their lives as a series of, you know, wasted time and then good times and wasted time. It's, it's just all, all just time, you know, and it's, it's all what you make of it, you know, and I think that's the most important thing that you can get out of this episode, to be honest. And yeah, I, I think that's honestly all, all I want to talk about tonight. I definitely have opened up some cans of worms in this episode that I want to address in the next one. Um, but that's it for tonight, guys. I hope you all enjoyed this episode, maybe got something out of it. And I'm really looking forward to talking to you guys all next week. Bye. Bye.